To be honest, if I queef in the bedroom and someone doesn't turn into like a beatboxer and makes an <laughs> eight count out of my queef, I don't want it. I don't want it. Welcome to Honey Do Me, a podcast that goes into the bedroom and beyond. Hosted by Emma Norman and Cass Anderson. Here at Honey Do Me, we don't have all the answers. So we chat with experts, educators, and badass changemakers to get them. We are here to remind our listeners and ourselves that what we're going through is normal. That we are worthy of love and pleasure. And that we are all in this together. So tell us, honey, how do you do you? Hello. Hello. Welcome to another wonderful week on Honey Do Me. Honey Do Me. Honey Do Who? Me. Me. And you. And you. But me first. <laughs> That's our motto around here. Me first. Me first. So how have you been? First I, off. <laughs> I've been great. I just got back from a week in Tahoe and Oof. I'm tan. And if Emma's tan... Emma's happy. (laughs) Yes. I can be very, if I'm hot, I'm upset. If I'm not tan, I'm upset. You guys, last year, Emma based her entire summer around this one plan. Mm -hmm. And she was like, everything in my life will be better once Once this happens. Yeah. You're having a bit of a hard time. It's okay. We all do. Mm -hmm. And then the trip didn't work out because of fires. Yeah. And I, my heart sank when you told me that because I was just like, Emma has been so excited for this. Because I was going to be tan. I haven't been tan in two years and now I'm finally a tan person that I can just be this happy, happy bitch. Happy, happy gal. So I'm doing well until this fades in three weeks. Yeah. So we'll see. Anyway, let's continue with you. I'm (laughs) good-ish. I did have an interesting experience that I think kind of relates to today's episode, which we'll get into in a minute. Okay. Um, so I was having sex. Uh-huh. As one does. As one does. And it was great. So much fun. Wonderful time. Um, it was with my partner. And <laughs> he'd gone down on me. And then we had penetrative sex. Uh-huh. And so fantastic. Both orgasmed. Doesn't have to be the goal. But that's what happened. Mm-hmm. It was lovely. We finished. I go to the bathroom to pee, as mm-hmm. you do. Uh-huh. And there was a ton of blood, which oh. uh, like period blood, but I wasn't on my period. I've been having some weird, mm-hmm. I don't know, like my period has been coming too soon or just like random times. I don't really know what's going on. I'm fine. Don't mm-hmm. worry. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> you can calm Everyone down. Everyone calm down. You're being hysterical. Um, but it was just kind of like, oh my God, like that was a lot. And he went down on me and like all of this stuff was running through my head. But you know what the number one thing running through my head was? Mm. My sheets better be okay. Yeah, because they're linen. The, I have beautiful linen sheets that I got before I knew I was going to get a puppy. <laughs> um, <laughs> before I knew I was going to bleed everywhere. Yeah, before I knew I was going to bleed everywhere <laughs> and get a puppy. Yeah. Um, and I, I ran. Mm-hmm. I ran the 10 feet between... <laughs> the toilet and uh, my sheets Uh they were fine that's good and honestly i didn't give it a second thought after that i didn't bring it up to my partner i didn't really say anything i was just like yep i dealt with it and Mm -hmm. then i was like cool we're good if there was blood that was that's fine it's not your business honestly it's not your business i mean it's really not your problem yeah it's none of your business what happens outside of you (laughs) i do have a question for you and because I thought about it when this was happening. I didn't know you I was bleeding. No. <laughs> I thought about a question. Okay, fine. As he was going down on me, I just couldn't get you out of my head. Um, Not the first time I've heard that. <laughs> if I had a nickel. If I had a nickel. <laughs> What's your question? So whenever my partner goes down on me, we all know I have a body fluid. Uh-huh. Um, I don't like body fluids. I have him wipe his mouth before he kisses me. After. Okay. Uh-huh. Is that rude? I think it's it's preference. It's whatever you okay. want. I mean, I remember in the very beginning of when I was like starting to have sex, I would be uncomfortable with like the taste and smell and yeah. juiciness. Yeah. Um, I don't care now, but mm-hmm. I think it's just preference. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I really, it's a. I'm not disgusted by my own body. I am disgusted by fluids in general. Yeah. So, because you could even be like, oh, it's just kind of like spit, but that would gross me out too. Yeah. That exactly. would also make me upset. That's fair. See, yeah. I wouldn't like it if he had water on his mouth. 
I don't like when just from drinking. Just from drinking. I don't like that. Like type you can of stuff. have my waters on your mouth, yeah. but not I don't like that. Mother Nature's. I think that's weird. <laughs> it's like wipe your mouth. That's but if true. What if it was food? Oh, I would kick them out of the bedroom. What if I think you that's were... so disgusting when they like drink while they're eating? Have what? you ever seen those people who are like have food in their mouth and then they take a sip of their drink while they're eating? I'm one of those people. I hate it so much. What do you mean? Much. So you like finish your entire meal before you have a drink No, of like anything? you finish the bite in your mouth before oh, you take a sip. Yeah. I, I don't think do it's that. disgusting. Unless something's like stuck in my throat, in think, which case yeah. I'll go for water. But that's a, a survivability it. thing. Yeah. That's just to stay alive. But I don't like it. So yeah. I, have, I have my things. You have your things. So what if so you are incorporating food into the bedroom? Because uh-huh. I know that is, you like to do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And they have like food on their mouth. Then is it a sexy thing? No, I wouldn't care if it's like if it's like a chocolate sauce or <laughs> whipped cream or jelly. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> jelly, jelly. I don't Ugh. know. Probably not. I probably wouldn't care. I mean, if it was like if we were eating like chicken pot pie, I'd be upset. While you were having sex, yeah. you're eating chicken pot Actually, pie. Actually, that sounds really cool. Does it to have like a good dinner? While you're having while sex. you're having sex, like, like steak, actively engaging in I guess sexual content. If I could just and... lay down and have a steak, I mean, <laughs> what I'm really saying is I want to eat a steak in bed. <laughs> you don't have to be there. You can be there or not. It's really not. it doesn't make the situation. If or you're break like, it. yeah, if you're penetrating me while I'm having steak, that's my dream Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> know what I mean? I mean, luckily you could do that solo play too. Yeah. Get your vibe oh, going. That's true. Eat a steak. Like mashed potatoes in bed. <laughs> Would that be better though? <laughs> yeah. I love my dealing with somebody else's body. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't I don't know if I want somebody else's naked body near my food. Because again, sweat and that yeah. kind of stuff. If that yeah. got onto my my taters. My taters. I would my fucking cry. <laughs> fucking cry. <laughs> I I I don't know what it is. I'm sure there's um, a difference in my brain between other people, but um, sure. I just have really sudden like turnoffs with food. Yeah. Um, like if, and it changes day to day. So some days broccoli stems, I I gag when I'm eating them. That's like it's so weird. And I can't even like, I can't put them near my mouth. It freaks me out. I can't have them in my food. It's like, but it is, changes day to day and it's you really are. intense aversions. Like, <laughs> Aversion doesn't even feel like the right word. Wow. Yeah. You're high maintenance. No, I'm actually so easy. (laughs) (laughs) Just ask me what vegetable I'm scared of that day and I'll be fine. Because it's usually just like one or two. So it's like just make sure that those are not within like 100 meters of me. Me and I'm fine. I'm fine. It's like I can pass it at the grocery store. I just don't want it in my my hole. Okay, Kevin Malone. I don't know who that is. It's from the office. They tried to make him eat broccoli and he threw up. Oh, um, what we're talking about today is that we want to have wild, fun, whatever we want sex yeah. in the bedroom, right? In the bedroom, it's just me and my authenticity. Exactly. So how are we going to get there? We are talking with the beautiful Janika Jewel. A true ray of sunshine. Uh, just an angel mm-hmm. um, with the best tips and the best stories oh my god God. i haven't laughed that hard i was like sweating but i mean that's not but like (laughs) i was sweating how much i was laughing but from laughter yes in addition to exactly so it's how to have just like let go of all of your inhibitions Mm -hmm. and have the best most authentic sex that you can have yes and just like be wild be you be free and like not let anything hold you back from you and your pleasure absolutely that's what we're getting at that's the whole shebang Whole so, shebang shaboodle. We'll see you on the other side of all of that. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Hi, my name is Janika Jewell, a.k.a. The Nomadic Nympho, and I am a sex educator, solo traveler, black woman, and <laughs> unapologetically myself. I am so eager to connect with you both and be here on this podcast. I'm also a YouTuber and a content creator. Realistically, I'm a renaissance woman because I do it all. Um, <laughs> So thank you so much for having me. The pleasure is truly all mine to be here. Oh, that was the most beautiful intro I think I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> Nomadic Nympho. What a cute name. <laughs> I love it. I At first, like when I first started, it didn't roll off the tongue as much, but it encompasses exactly who I am and what I do. So I think it fits perfectly now. 
Ugh, I love it so much. Well, we really want to talk about being fully expressive during sex and just having like an uninhibited experience. And we've run across some of your videos where you give really great tips about how to just fully start expressing yourself. Um, so what does that actually mean? What does it mean to be fully expressive during sex? It means showing up as yourself. Not, I know we're speaking in the realm of sex, but in all facets of your life, truly, and existing outside of like cis heteronormativity, patriarchy, and all of these systems that exist so that we don't thrive and so that we suppress ourselves. It's just showing up, being who you are, and not being afraid to showcase who you are. How do you start to do that? Because I feel like, you know, we hear that sort of sentiment and it's like, oh, that sounds amazing. And then it's like, how do I actually do it? Because it's like, how do I know I am inhibit? I am inhibited, and like, how do I know I am partaking mm-hmm. in these systems? It's a really like a lot of unlearning. It's unpacking mm-hmm. all of the belief systems that you have, what you've been taught, the language you use, and it's not something that happens overnight. Like, I really didn't start leaning into this until I started solo traveling a lot because I had to rely on my own intuition, my own instincts, and really just be my own best friend. So through that and my ability to connect with people on my travels, I was like, how can I foster the most amazing connections here? It's by showing up and being me, being my goofy self, not being afraid to ask questions, to engage in conversations and just, just be there, just do it. Mm -hmm. So all of this work really starts outside of the bedroom. If you want to be able to bring it into your intimate relationships. Absolutely. I think it's really different for folks that have experienced trauma as well, because there's so much unpacking that you have to do there. Mm -hmm. And when you've experienced trauma, you tend to not see yourself in the best light and through the best lens. Um, So so for some people, it really takes like a lot of work and seeking out professional help to help you get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was our next kind of question is what What steps are we taking then to loosen up or to start getting to know ourselves a little bit better if we're not going to be moving around and doing what what you say really helped you, you know, starting to travel on your own? Like, what are some good ways to start getting to know yourself a little bit better? Taking yourself out on dates. And that doesn't mean like super extravagant dinners and like yachts. It means simply like going and having a picnic in the park or setting aside some time on a Friday night to order your favorite meal or make your favorite meal and really just spending time with yourself so that you get familiar with what you really like so that you get comfortable with solitude. Also a lot of journaling. I did so much journaling (laughs) to work through all of the belief systems that I had in my head and also cultivating a really good community around you. Like who do you surround yourself with? Who are your friends? Do they uplift you? Do they make you feel seen? Do they make you feel heard? Do you feel like you can be yourself around them? I love that. I think those are such great steps to be taking to improve every aspect of our lives. And we've talked about a lot with a lot of different people how everything outside the bedroom impacts what's going on inside the bedroom and how foreplay starts days before you have sex. (laughs) And I'm wondering, so if we are, you know, taking a step into the bedroom, so to speak, and you're in that moment and you're feeling like I really can't let go right now, do you have any tips? And it's not, you know, you don't feel like you're in like a negative or traumatic situation, like you feel safe, but you just don't know how to let go. Do you have any tips for like that Mm -hmm. sexual moment? I used to say like you shouldn't have sex with people that you can't communicate with, but I've shifted away from using that language because I feel like it's dense or drenched in a lot of shame, excuse me, because for a lot of us, we weren't given the the knowledge and the language and the education is the word I'm looking for Mm -hmm. to know how to communicate. So we learned how to communicate and about our bodies through having sex. And I'm not at all saying that you shouldn't communicate because you need to. Um, But I think being able to, to sit down with your partner prior to the activity or whoever you're engaging in that sexual experience with to tell them like, Hey, this is what's coming up for me. And Hey, this is what I need to be comfortable is the first step. And I think that really we have to get out of our own heads and really, really be in our bodies during the experience. Because if you're constantly living in your head, you're going to be overthinking every step of sex. And it's not supposed to be by the book. It's supposed to be uninhibited and Mm -hmm. pleasurable like we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been in an instance where maybe you're with a partner that was like a one night stand, so you didn't have 
maybe the same opportunity to have like a conversation or something. And like your uninhibited personality intimidated them. Like, is that something you can run into when you're starting to kind of unlock yourself? So full transparency, I've only ever had one nightstand and it was two years ago. (laughs) I got out of this really bad relationship and I was in Bali and this like sexy man came out of the pool and like did a hair flip. And I looked at my friend and I was like, he's getting this coochie tonight. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) And it was the week of my birthday. So we ended up having a lot of drinks. Um, So my authenticity was like on a thousand in that situation. And I just looked him dead in the face and was like, I'm going home with you. You know what's happening. (laughs) And that was exactly how it happened. But apart from him, for me, all of my other um, sexual like endeavors have been in relationships, Mm -hmm. but for other folks that it's, it's one night stands and just like casual sexual experiences. I think that you really need to know what you want and what you're hoping to get out of them. So again, that goes back to the journaling and sitting down with yourself and just like making a list of like how you want to feel during sex, what you want that to look like and things that you need from your partner or like even if they're casual um, to ensure that that experience is a good one for everyone. That leads me to two questions. My first one is, I know for me personally, having a drink is something that really loosens me up. I was just going to ask that. Obviously, like takes away my inhibitions a little bit. So (laughs) what is your thought on using that as Mm -hmm. a tool if you're of age and it is a safe situation, like to let go? Because I feel like, you know, if we're going back to shame and all of that, it's like, I know that's something that works for me, but then I feel bad about it because I'm like, well, shouldn't I just feel like no shame anyway? Shouldn't I just be able to automatically do that? Mm -hmm. And it's like, honestly, for me, that's not where I'm at right now. And that's the key piece. That's not where you're at right now, but that doesn't mean you can't ever get there. Mm -hmm. And I think that's totally fine. Like if it's consenting adults, do whatever you need to do, drink all the libations you need <laughs> to feel comfortable. But I think it becomes an issue when that's the only thing that you're doing in order right. to get there. And mm-hmm. then that needs to be like a deeper conversation that you have with yourself as to why you can only be in that place when you're inebriated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that makes sense. sense. Jinx, did you have a second question? I forgot it. <laughs> so you go first and then I will come back to it. Okay. <laughs> so we we want to talk about behaviors that show you're uninhibited in the bedroom as well. And I think you've mentioned in one of your videos, like laughing, crying, screaming, growling, like all of those things that really show that you're letting loose. So how do you discover those parts of yourself that you want to show in the bedroom? Like, how do I know I'm a growler? How do you know if I'm a laugher or a crier? Like what, what makes you want to do that in those moments? I don't know if you're noticing a reoccurring theme yet, but I'm going to go back to like, you have to do those things on your own. Yeah. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. when you masturbate, if you are in the space to do that, like Mm -hmm. scream, cry out, like make a full on concert in your own bedroom (laughs) with all those sounds and those noises, because that's what I did. Like when I masturbated, I was like, are my sounds mine or did I get them from the porn that I was watching? Like, what do Mm -hmm. I actually sound like? So I just tried different things. I would make noises like Tarzan. I would like, <laughs> growl like animals. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think that when you do it on your own, you can get comfortable hearing the sound of your own voice and knowing like what feels natural when it's coming up. Mm-hmm. And then in the bedroom, it won't feel as, as like bizarre or strange because you're used to doing it on your own already. So even if you're not sure, like, I don't know if growling would be my noise, but is it worth just trying it to see if it feels right? Absolutely. I think too, that'll tell you if the person you're sleeping with is right for you. (laughs) If you were to growl in the bathroom, are they, or in the bedroom, sorry. Or the bathroom, the bathroom. (laughs) You just take a shit or growl in the bathroom. That'd be fun. Bathroom, bedroom, kitchen. I don't know where where you click the feed, but <laughs> oh my but, gosh! Yeah, I think like if they get uncomfortable, then maybe they're not the right person. The true response we want is for them to laugh or like growl back. Like mm-hmm. that's the epitome of 
of the situation but why not like sex isn't supposed to have a script Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be free you are supposed to just show up with your saggy boobs with your cellulite with your stretch marks whatever it is and like get sweaty and have a good time so if you need to growl do it Mm -hmm. I I remember watching in one of your videos and also what you just said about reenacting what you heard or saw in porn and then you talking about like sex is like this this thing you know like be yourself be this like animalistic version of yourself if you want to be and that Mm. totally was like yeah you're this is like the most primal one of the most primal things we can do why would we be so performative at it or just keep copycatting things that we see in porn or you know read in a book or something and that really clicked with me I'm like I can't believe that we don't experiment more and we don't talk more Mm -hmm. about you know growling, drooling, screaming, crying during sex. Like just that seems so much more normal than laying there and moaning. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And two, think about how we switch our personalities, our behaviors, like all throughout the day, depending on the institutions that we exist within or like where we show up. The last place I want to wear a mask is when I'm on my back or riding someone's face. Like that is- <laughs> myself like through and through I'm naked my labias are here for you (laughs) I'm not thinking why would I wear a mask if I'm literally you're inside of my I am your mask yeah exactly (laughs) why should I be wearing one right exactly Mother's Day is around the corner, and whether you're celebrating your mama, grandma, guardian, or yourself, celebrate with the mother of all self-care routines by trying out Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. This duo delivers a one-two punch in luxurious body care moisturizers with their Anduria Algae Body Oil and Anduria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature all-natural citrusy scent. I use both the body lotion and the Anduria Algae Body Oil once I get out of the shower, and I use it literally everywhere. This duo is my go-to for feeling glowy and hydrated for literal days, and the Osea Signature Scent is one of my faves because it's not overwhelming, um, but it's like a delicious and fresh smell that just lasts. Since 1996, Osea has been making seaweed-infused skincare that is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code DOOMY at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to O-S-E-A malibu.com and use code d-e-w-m-e for 10 percent off we talked about if you're in that moment and you growl and your partner doesn't have the best response then maybe they're not right for you but if you're in that moment and that happens and that person doesn't respond i think it's going to be kind of hard to make that jump of like they're just not for me. That's okay. Mm -hmm. I'm perfect. And it's like, what can you do in that moment if you do get that sort of negative response? Because for me, having my anxiety, having a plan helps me. Yeah. (laughs) Immensely. Mm -hmm. What is your plan? Oh, I don't have one. (laughs) That's why I'm asking you. (laughs) I think too, like communication is so important. Mm -hmm. It's like, take a step back and have a conversation because why would you continue on that experience with the person or people if now you can't show up as who you are or Mm. now you feel uncomfortable because that can make the whole rest of the time you have sex with that person just like not as fun as it could have been if you could just be yourself you know I just I would hope that our partners like meet us where we are at And also that goes into like before you even get in the bedroom, like what are your sexual expectations for one another? What do you sound like before you even get in the bedroom? I feel like we should ask them too. How do you start those conversations? Like do you have of like an opening line that you use? Because that's actually something that a lot of listeners ask us is like, how do I start this conversation with my partner? Like I literally don't know what to say. I always lead with compassion first. So acknowledging the things that they're doing that you do love like oh I really love when you do this or I really love when you do this but maybe next time we can try it this way Mm -hmm. I also um really love I'm trying to remember who I got this idea from um 
Emily Emily Doe. She's Sexplanations on YouTube. I'm trying okay. to plug her, but she talks <laughs> about will, want, won't lists. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have your wills, your wants, and your, your won'ts. I recommend doing it with sticky notes because then at the end you can like swap sheets I and see that. where you match and where you overlap mm-hmm. and like make an evening of it. Maybe have a nice dinner, light some candles, get a little bit sexy. And then it just creates this ambiance of like openness to talk about the things that you need to show up in the bedroom inside and outside. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be easy. Having those conversations are hard because you don't want to hurt your partner, or your partner's mm-hmm. egos. And it's just, it's not language we're ever taught. So when we go into the conversations, it's like so daunting and scary, but it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. Those conversations can be really hard. And we've brought up those want, will, won't lists a few times on the podcast. And they always hit me like, yes, that's what I need to do. Every time I hear them, I'm like, ah, oh, that's what I wanted to do. Um, so also with being uninhibited, I feel like when you are fully there, you're relaxed, you're let go, you're yourself. Does that also mean that you're okay with like other bodily functions that start happening? Like maybe you're queefing or farting or, you know, you have poop stuff with butt stuff, you know, like when you're fully uninhibited, does that mean that you're just embracing all of that? Yes, 1,000%. That is so scary. (laughs) Yeah, it's terrifying. But that's the the natural processes of our bodies, right? We Mm -hmm. fart, we we poop, we queef. You just like have to be okay with those noises. And to be honest, if I queef in the bedroom and someone doesn't turn into like a beatboxer and makes an (laughs) eight count out of my queef, I don't want it. I absolutely don't want it. Even if we like move away from all of those sounds, the sound of, of if you sleep with men, like the testicles smacking against your body, like that's enough for me to get comfortable. Are you okay? <laughs> she loves it, apparently. <laughs> what? You were like, your eyes were closed. You were like, uh-huh. I'm there. Sure. <laughs> Getting in the moment. Yeah. It's like a meditation. <laughs> Just feeling it. <laughs> What's that? A metronome. That's what it is. That's what it is. Metronome to your sex, baby. Sexual metronome. Yeah. (laughs) So have you ever farted that in the bedroom or have you been with someone that farted? I have farted. It actually happened like two weeks ago and I was really (laughs) laughing. I I started laughing. Like I was about to climax and it came out and I just looked at him and I was like, Sorry, and I just like kept going. But I remember after we finished, I looked at him. And I was like, "I'm not sorry. I'm not apologizing for it. Like that's just what came out of my body." Mm-hmm. But I also have a really great partner that just like laughs with me about it. Mm-hmm. So I think like that's that's the main thing. Like just someone that makes you feel okay. And it feels hard when they come out. You know. I love that you took back your apology. Yeah. Like, absolutely not. <laughs> Never you mind. I do not mean that. Mm-mm. What, uh, do you have a more position? <laughs> is it a position that makes you fart more? Or is it just I being gassy? was on my back. Mm-hmm. We had also had burritos that day, so that was... Uh, <laughs> right to it, yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know. I find, like, when you're in positions where your abdomen is, like, really tense and, like, mm-hmm. what I'm looking for, um, like, tensed up. Yeah. Contracted. Mm-hmm. Finally, yeah, thank you. Contracting. Mm-hmm. When you're finally able to release and when you climax, sometimes everything just like <laughs> comes out of you because you've been squeezing it together. And then you're like, oh, yeah. 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 I was uh, on a little sexcation the other day. The other day. <laughs> a week ago. Um, and we, we're not super comfortable with each other yet. I don't know if I'm going to keep this in. I know he listens. So, but I was getting so gassy inside because I'm not used to like farting in front of him yet. So mm-hmm. I was just so bloated while we were having sex. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I sent him to the store at 10 PM to get like candy so that I could just like light up the room. It was so, I was just so bloated from being so gassy, but I'm like, I'm not, if I want to have good sex later, I can't have this inside of me. It, no. it will hurt. It's like, it's poking wonder, your little gas bubble every time it goes in, you know? But I wonder where this, well, actually I know where it came from, patriarchy, this idea that like, we have to be like poised and proper all the time in the mm-hmm. bedroom and like dutiful daughters. And that's not 
the experience we have. Like, I'm sure you were so uncomfortable. I was. And I'm uncomfortable <laughs> that you had to cut it. <laughs> I went on really a date with this guy a couple years ago. And at the end of the date, I looked at him and I was like, I have been holding in this burp the entire date. So I just belched as loud as <laughs> And he looked at me and he's like, I've been holding in this fart and he just farted. And <laughs> oh, my oh my god. And it was one of the best relationships I had. From that, like that was like the first time we hung out. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, why am I trying to look perfect? Like if you can't accept everything that comes with me, then I don't want it. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. I don't know how I would feel. If during sex he let he just ripped ass, I'm not sure I'm there yet. I know how I would feel because my partner is one of the most uninhibited people <laughs> I've just ever met in my entire life. And I feel like he's such a good teacher for me, like mm. just watching him move through life because he just doesn't think about those kinds yeah. of things. But he'll always fart during sex. And the first time he did, it was just so loud. And I was like, what? <laughs> And I just never had anybody do that before, but he just doesn't care. I've talked about this in the podcast before. We were having shower sex, but we like couldn't figure out the right position. And so he ended up like sitting on the ledge and then I climbed on top of him. And then as I was bouncing up and down, he started farting, but it was like (laughs) this like, I would have been so awful noise because it was on like the porcelain. Porcelain. I always forget that word. Um, Just on and off. And I thought it was just his body moving against it. Nope. It was him farting. It was him farting. He and it was, was so loud and it was steamy in there and it was not <laughs> ideal. It's like the wettest situation for a fart. Like and then he's like, okay, I'm good. Let's just keep going. Uh, and I was like, I wish I had okay. the confidence. I really do. You will get there. Yeah. You will get there. I promise. I hope I so. love that you kept going too, because by the sounds of it, it probably didn't smell very good. <laughs> I yeah. just, I... I knew I I wanted to try shower sex. Mm-hmm. I had a goal. I wanted to finish it. I wanted yeah. to finish. Yeah. And so we had the power. So I held my breath. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, proud of you. During your story, all I was thinking about was those videos where somebody tries to cough over their fart, but it mm-hmm. doesn't line up. <laughs> so they cough and then they fart after. And I could picture that happening to you. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure. If I tried to be synchronized, I would just like shit my pants probably because I'd be doing so many things at once, <laughs> like coughing and farting. I would just go a complete other direction. And then burp. <laughs> like just foam at the mouth. Just completely lose. And that oh. is uninhibited sex. <laughs> That's what we're taking away from this. And that is where I'm happy. The end. I love it. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> So are we really just trying to be so enlightened right now? Just shut my pants. Are we truly? <laughs> so tell me. Are we missing out on that like big magical electric sex when we're not being uninhibited? Is like is that the moment that we're striving for with this? I don't think you need to be fully uninhibited and that can mean so many different things to different people. Mm -hmm. I think the pinnacle we're striving for is a place where you are comfortable in your body with your partner, expressing your needs, your wants, your desires, and just like having fun. Like that's really the word for it. Are you having fun? Is it a pleasurable experience for you? And do you feel free during it? Mm -hmm. That's like, that's the main thing. Uninhibited is just like, the peak. <laughs> See, that wasn't the answer I was expecting, but I'm actually happier because then I feel like we're not setting our standards for like, oh, we're missing out now mm-hmm. because we're not, or, oh, we have this goal of this like firework moment. Um, and we feel like we're failing if we're not getting there. So mm-hmm. I'm actually happy that that was different than I expected for the answer. So I like it better. Fireworks and like pyrotechnics all the time, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. need to be that all the time, as long as it's enjoyable it's consensual Mm -hmm. and you are present that's that's what you want right could you walk us through like a story time or an example it doesn't have to be personal it could just be imaginative or it can be personal (laughs) if you want of like just a really uninhibited 
sexual experience because I love that we aren't necessarily like missing out and that we have Mm -hmm. to strive for this like ridiculous standard in order to actually have good sex. But I would also like to know, like, why should I be working on being more uninhibited? Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Yeah. Um, I'm trying not to make it specific because I don't know if this person's, you know what? I don't care. I just said that I was farting like in my sleep at this guy and he's going to be listening and that I would shit my pants if I tried to cough at the same time. So please do me a solid and meet me where I'm at. (laughs) We were on vacation and my period or what I thought had ended was over. So we were getting hot and horny and sweaty and I just remember him saying, like, oh, my God, you're so wet right now. Like this, I've never felt like this before. But I really had to pee. So I stopped to go to the bathroom, and I turned on the light for whatever reason, and there was, like, a huge blood trail from the bed. Oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> and I get back to the bed, and it's everywhere. It's, like, on him. It's, it just looked like someone had been murdered. <laughs> holy shit and we just kept going we were like we're like we already started we're having a good time Mm -hmm. let's just finish and it took me such a long time to to even consider period sex because that's me unpacking and unlearning my own beliefs around like feeling dirty when I'm menstruating right um but for me that was a huge deal because there's there is still so much stigma around period sex mm-hmm. and around menstruation so for me to be able to share that with someone even though i had all these ideas in my head that for me was like uninhibited and the fact that he was okay with it made me feel even more safe mm-hmm. so i think that by getting to that place i've mentioned it before but it just it made me feel more comfortable in my body it allowed me to step away from the beliefs that I have that we're dirty or that we're smelly or that we don't deserve pleasure when we're menstruating or that we're not allowed to. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, well, even though it was an accident, I never would have had that epiphany had I not had that experience of just like letting go and being free. Mm-hmm. That's such a powerful moment too, when you can like mm-hmm. literally see what <laughs> might've been a fear previously and then you're like fuck it let's yeah. fucking go i was like we're blood brothers yeah <laughs> Draw drawing on, on him <laughs> you are mine no it's arts and crafts you get real yeah. witchy with it or i was gonna say witchcraft yeah. would be another another avenue you can take yeah that would be you being uninhibited just saying spells in bed i don't know maybe (laughs) that's not that uninhibited though (laughs) i would love to know because period sex i think is a big block for a lot of menstruating individuals um what you talked about like kind of your overall thoughts but i would love to go a little bit deeper into that and i would also love to know do you notice a difference between like pleasure wise between period sex and then non-period sex for me yes um, well, my partner told me it's better where it's wetter, like that. What's that thing that crab from Little Mermaid? Oh, <laughs> Sebastian. <laughs> yeah. And I found that it like helped alleviate my cramps, and it was just fun. Like it was mm-hmm. just we weren't think we had thought about the fact that we were having period sex, but it was like kind of fun that it was this new realm that we had. Mm-hmm. I keep doing this. I just crab hands. <laughs> You just got to stick with it out before. And just going back to what I was saying before, I think there is such a huge stigma around it because we're expelling like our uterine lining. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like gross. We're getting rid of like old dirty blood and old parts of our bodies. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of us, like we feel groggy, we feel gross. We feel like lethargic on our period. So like the last thing a lot of us would ever want to do is have sex. Um, But even the language we use, like feminine hygiene products, one, that's very heteronormative, and two, hygiene kind of goes into this idea that we're trying to, like, get clean because we're dirty. Mm -hmm. So moving away from that, it's just language has so much power in the ways we show up, and I think we really underestimate it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Have you had a partner or had to have the conversation about, like, going down on you while on your period? Like, has that been something that you've... Dealt with. Not on my period. No, I'm not there yet. 
<laughs> but um, I'm Caribbean Canadian. Like my mom's from Jamaica and my dad's from Barbados. And most of my past partners have been Jamaican. And there's just this idea. It's shifting, but a lot of Jamaican men just don't believe in oral sex. It's like reserved for prostitutes and sex workers kind of thing. Um, so for a lot of my partners, I was the first person that they ate out because it was like such a big deal. Um, <laughs> but that was like a non-negotiable for me. I'm like, I'm not going to deep throat you and be choked out and then go all dry. Like I'm not. That. That's not the world I'm living in. No, thank you. No. So either let me be your mask or, yeah. you yeah. or you can go home. Just wear it. God, that's fair. Yeah. I um, was kind of on my period at one point and I told the person I was about to have sex with that. He's like, oh, that's fine. We'll just have sex. And then he ended up going down on me anyways. And I wasn't really bleeding at all, but I was like conscious of it, but he didn't yeah. say anything. He's like, it's just, uh, it's just blood. <laughs> it's just uh, iron, right? <laughs> so I was like, okay, I just don't have to take my supplement today. Cool, dude. <laughs> Like, were you freaking out about it? Well, like, so we about? had that conversation before, like while we were out at lunch or something. Cause I was like, oh, I'm still in my period, like just a heads up for tonight. And mm -hmm. so when he said that, I was like, okay, but he doesn't actually mean it. Like he won't actually go down on me. I thought that was just like kind of a, a lunch talk. <laughs> he wouldn't actually, you know, pull through. Um, but then I was a little self-conscious later that evening, but I had noticed that I'd stopped bleeding anyways. So I was like, fuck it. If he's not going to say anything, then like, I'm cool with it. I think he probably <laughs> forgot too. So, um, I was like a little like, nah, in the beginning, but after I was totally fine with it. See, that's what you need. You got to have that bucket mentality for everything else. Mm -hmm. I know totally. And I really like your idea in the very beginning about taking yourself out on dates too and being alone because I feel like I'm pretty good at being by myself. Like I like my alone time, but I also get very self-conscious out in public alone. Like if I don't have a book or like my phone in my hand. And so I feel like that self-consciousness is around me all the time with things when I start to feel very vulnerable or very seen too. So that's a great step to start identifying like what are my cues when I can tell I'm being like getting uncomfortable mm -hmm. being vulnerable and then like maybe pushing through that too I love that there is no sentence for me that's sexier than like going to a restaurant and saying like table for one please. <laughs> I, I love that and it's like you have your own personal like chef servant or whatever mm -hmm. for the night mm -hmm. but that's just getting to know me and dating myself and giving myself all the things that I want all of my partners and things that I want in my relationships, like giving that to myself has really shifted the ways I show up in the bedroom like immensely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. I think that really enforces this idea like, oh, I am amazing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like, if I fart, who cares? Because I'm amazing. <laughs> like, you're welcome. You're welcome. If I'm on my period and you go... Okay, mm -hmm. I'm incredible. Yeah. Like, <laughs> look what I can do. I've still. gifted you with an iron supplement. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry yeah. for being so incredible. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like dates with yourself and treating yourself in whatever that means for you is such a good way to reinforce that idea. Mm -hmm. I was at a really fancy restaurant the other week and like a date restaurant, but I went with my friend and we turned around and this woman was eating by herself and she had ordered this like steak dinner and she had wine and we're like, I want to fucking be that bitch when I get older. Like I want to come to this nice ass restaurant and order steak for myself. Like that's it. So if, if anything, you're just exuding confidence, I think, and like security. And even if you're faking it till you're making it, I feel like that's totally fine. Because eventually it's going to come second nature and you're not going to have to fake it anymore. You're going to love doing it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Have you been with partners where you can tell that they're holding back? Cause like you're being this like uninhibited person, but they're like a little shy still. Yes. I'm a little bit of a pusher. Mm -hmm. like if I notice that I'm like, okay, we need to have a conversation now because this is what I want. This is what I need. And this is what I need from you. So how are we going to get there? Let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Love it. Um, because I, I want people to show up as themselves as their selves in the bedroom as well. And a lot of my partners in the beginning were intimidated to be sexual with me because I'm a sex educator. So mm -hmm. I must yeah. know all of this information and know all of the answers, which isn't true at all. I'm mm -hmm. still trying to figure out 
what my needs are, but I just have the ability to advocate for myself a little bit more, Mm -hmm. but it's not just only communication. It's how you communicate. And I think that's the main piece too. Like as even though I was just being really stern, I also (laughs) want to give them the space to be comfortable, to tell me like what's holding them back, to tell me that if there's something that is a taboo that they really want to try, like just being comfortable enough to tell me that and being a safe space for them. Mm -hmm. But I always reassure them, like, I'm going to show up the best way I can and in all the ways I know how. And that's exactly what I accept, expect from you because this is transactional, you know, like we're learning from each other. We're drawing information and we're like going through this journey together. So please, if anything ever comes up, it's a conversation. Like let's work through it as a unit. Mm -hmm. If you notice that your partner is being uninhibited, I feel like you gave some really great examples there. Are there any other things that you can say in the moment? Like, Hey, I noticed this Mm -hmm. without scaring them or making them feel bad. Like they did something wrong. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's a great way to like, Hey, I noticed this also like, how did that feel? How are you feeling? Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you would like to happen differently? Mm -hmm. And also just asking like them, like, is there anything that you've ever wanted to try? Like, what did your sexual appetite look like? Mm -hmm. But always leading, allowing them to answer instead of like projecting something that's in your head onto them. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Have you ever had an experience where you really got somebody to open up and then once they did, you realized they just were not a match (laughs) at all? (laughs) Yes. Um, yes. So the ex that I had period sex with, well, we're not together. So. <laughs> cool. That should tell you the end of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also dated some people, and I don't want to yuck anyone's yum. Um, I'll put it this way. They were just really adventurous in ways that I was not interested mm-hmm. in going on the journey with them. Fair. You wanted to hop off that expedition. <laughs> I feel that. Could you give an example of what's too far for you? Um, trigger warning. I dated someone briefly who was into like rape play role mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. And that just like, wasn't something I was even interested in exploring. And I didn't even give them the opportunity to have that conversation because mm-hmm. I was like, I, I don't know why this is of interest to you. Mm-hmm. Um, So that one was more of a heavy one. I also dated someone who liked having their toes sucked, but they had really disgusting feet. Oh, like athlete's foot. (laughs) And I was like, I cannot. I will never be near my mouth. Mm -mm, mm -mm. (laughs) No. Mm -mm. Got it. So there is a line and it's just discovering what your mm-hmm. line is. Cause one of my other questions I had before we started, is like, is there a too much in the bedroom? Is there going too far with your authenticity and expressions? I'm pretty open. I hope that my partners are too, because sex is so vast, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's so many things that can take place. So like, why not try them all out unless you have disgusting feet? <laughs> <laughs> manicure them please yeah please get a pedicure yeah hygiene is important still even yeah i'm sure there are some toes that maybe yeah. just not meant to be sucked maybe no or sold for feet pics just <laughs> yeah. <not. laughs> yeah absolutely not but no like i feel like as we age like we go through different transitions right and our interests and desires change and i think that's going to change in your sex life too so mm-hmm. Just try it all. Yeah. There I've discovered stuff about myself just from trying or having a partner ask and then try. And I think being a little uncomfortable at first can help you find like uncomfortable in the good way, not in the Mm -hmm. scary way, but you know, can help you discover stuff about yourself. And um you also mentioned about like, is this okay for you when we're talking about um noticing if your partner's a little bit more inhibited, like asking, like, is this okay? Is this something you're liking? That question itself also takes a little courage, I feel like, to ask, because if you're told no or do this differently, I've been like, okay, okay. Like I was going down, I was like, is it still called going down on a guy? Like, I don't know, I don't know. but that's what I'm going to say. Um, and he's like, <laughs> use less teeth. And I was like, I didn't know I was using my teeth. And then I was like, is this just bad for you now? And so that question can be a little bit scary to ask as well. That's ego too, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we want to be like the throat goat 
but it's <laughs> <laughs> time to get there. I love, I love that term. Oh my god, I've never heard that before. <laughs> but my goal is to be called the throat goat one day. <laughs> I think on TikTok they say like gog gog three thousand. That's another thing. <laughs> Oh my god! What are these? I don't know, but I love them all. Oh, that's I'm hilarious. Them. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, you just because you have to shift the the language in your head around like how can how can me making this shift make this pleasurable more pleasurable for like both of us? Mm-hmm. So you sometimes you just have to take yourself out of the situation because he didn't tell you it was bad. Right. He just mm-hmm. said, "Can you do less of this?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I feel like, did we touch on everything you feel like is important to talk about with being uninhibited and really expressing yourself? Are there any last things that you feel like are really important? Consent, obviously, that Mm -hmm. goes without saying. And that's like, that's piece of it. You Mm -hmm. can't be uninhibited if it's not consensual at all. But I really just want people to just have good sex. Like that is what you deserve. Like pleasure is your birthright in all forms like beyond a sexual capacity. And the question I consistently ask people is like, how can you be unapologetically you? And what is like uninhibited fun look like? And just really sitting with those questions and asking yourself. And more often than not, your response to that can be shifted into the bedroom too. Mm -hmm. So just think about it deeply like really and ask your partners those questions too so you can know mm-hmm. what they like and what they're into mm-hmm. just have good sex ask questions be the throw go be the mask oh, for everyone <laughs> love it that's a <sighs> throat goat my own mask mandate <laughs> <laughs> you always have good little things for that that's great that was a good one <laughs> you gotta tie it into current events yeah how can our listeners continue to connect with you after the episode? I'm on the TikToks that consistently shadow bans me, yeah. but my name on there it. is Naked Jewel, J-E-N-E-K-A-J-O-O-L. It is the same on Instagram. You can also just type in the Nomadic Nympho and my YouTube, my website, and my Facebook will come up. But please follow me. Let's have conversations and ask me all the questions you want because I love responding to people. You actually start the I outro. know, I start the <laughs> outros. I was trying to think of a joke. I don't have any. But you found your new best friend in us and Janika because I love her so much. Yeah. She's the cutest thing. So thank you so much for being on the episode today and talking about how to just fucking let loose. Mm-hmm. And ah, I was trying to find another joke for our listeners. I can't. Thank you to our listeners for sticking around. <laughs> for doing what you for do best. For doing what you do best. If you liked this episode, please send it to one or two or three or a million other people that you think could benefit from it, that you think could let loose a little, take the stick out of their ass mm-hmm. and have a better time in the bedroom. In the bedroom. You know who they are. Or the broccoli I know who stem I am. out of their ass. I am somebody that <laughs> needs this episode. So mm-hmm. do, it. do that. And if you have a few extra minutes, head on over to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe to Honey Do Me. It means the absolute world to us. If this is the episode that's going to get you to leave a written review, go ahead and leave a diamond ring because Janique is a jewel. Get it? And it's also her last name. It's spelled it, but I feel like it's still it. really cute. So... And that's an emoji, right? Yeah, a diamond. A big old fatty diamond. A big old diamond. I think I said diamond ring, but... All right. Peace out. On that note. Mother truckers. See you next week. Bye. Bye.